0: And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's marvelous, monumental, most fascinating, massively mind-bending Monday as we join our hearts and minds in one accord to draw closer to the King of Kings and glorify his name. First, the face can tell us so much. If we are willing to observe, our faces carry a message. Why? We communicate with words and with pictures. The adage, a picture is worth a thousand words, is worth noting. And no, it's not a Bible verse. Frederick R. Bernard from Printer's Inc. December 1921 was the first person to coin that phrase. But it is a biblical principle of communication. Just think the book of Revelation. That'll help you. Next, speaking is the number one fear amongst human beings, thanks to Jesus Christ, because he brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 10. And the fear of death has lost much of its power. Now, speaking is the big fear, and many believers are afraid to speak, and you're not alone. Nehemiah was afraid to speak, but look how he handled it. And it's good advice for us. And finally, one of the coolest teachings is in chapter 2 of Nehemiah. Remember that Nehemiah prayed that, to God that he would give him favor with the king. We talked about that last week. And when the Lord answered his prayer, what's most amazing is he didn't just barely answer the prayer. He answered above and beyond, which is what the scripture says. Now to him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think that is a big yes and amen
1: david spoon's life has been an experience while growing up in a jewish family he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse then david spoon found jesus christ and his life completely changed the more he studied the gospel the more he wanted to share his experiences with others After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience.
0: Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Oh, yeah spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and so much more. Hey, hey, we're asking you, what do you think? What do you think? You can email us, david at org. That's david at org. You can text us at 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us at 972 445-0770. 445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you will get Captain Chris. And when you get Captain Chris, you will be... Takes me away to where I'm always... I just love it so much. All right, anyway, so uh, bottom line there is that we want you to be able to reach out to us. It's not professional radio, folks. If you have listened to the show for more than five minutes, you know professional radio it ain't <laughs> that's a good way to say that it is a cross between steve martin sean hannity and focus on the family it's the david spoon experience and i do want you to buckle up we want a couple things to remind you about tomorrow's show will be live we were originally preempted and then the preemptors have been preempted or something thereabouts. so we will be here And uh, I certainly hope you enjoy it. And then Wednesday and Thursday are going to be more Christmas-oriented. They're not more Christmas-oriented in the context of uh, we're going to be singing jingle bells. They're just more (laughs) Christmas-oriented. Chris Christopher very sad. We are trying to coordinate how to give away a big gift. Now, when I say a big gift— It is a chronological study Bible, NIV, and I'll tell you what happened and so that you can kind of be with me in the process, right? I uh, I purchased this chronological study Bible, and then Noelle, because she knows me and understands me, got me the same Bible with better print for me because I'm already using, you know, level 20 on glasses. So she was like trying to help out. So now I have this other $44.95 before tax chronological study Bible. The only thing is the, not the cover, but the paper jacket's got a little, but nothing in the Bible, nothing's been touched, which it's the, I have 28 Bibles in my house that are print. This is the only Bible in my entire house that has nothing in it. So I'm going to give it away. I just think that's a good way. I haven't figured out how yet. But I'm just telling you ahead of time. And just so you can get an idea of my wife and I, because, you know, she's just been such a blessing. I sent her a text, and I put, no, this is today, okay? Oh, oh, oh. Not ho, ho, ho. Oh, oh, oh. Should have been oi, oi, oi. Your Christmas present arrived, and you don't know what it is. Ha, ha, ha. So she sent me back a text saying, I'm on my way home to look at it while you're at the studio. Ha, 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 ha. (laughs) That's, that's us right there. <laughs> right in the middle of the show. Can you believe she did that? Uh, all right. I'm going to lose that one, that's for sure. <laughs> I'm not going to win on that at all. All right. Uh, we got to cover a couple things. I want to get into Nehemiah. We got this great portion. I haven't figured out how to give away the book. Don't get mad about that. We do have our trivia question that we want to ask. And here is the trivia question Who promised I will come back and take you to be with me? Who promised that? I will come back and take you to be with me, okay? If you think you know the answer, you can call in, which somebody's already doing, uh, which is always good for those that do not know. You can call in 972-445-0770, text in 214-210-8483, or send an email, david at hemustincreased.org. Again, the question, who promised I will come back and take you? To be with me. All right, we got somebody on the phone. So here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey
2: David, this is Paul Boltz. How are
0: you, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. I got an answer for you. Okay. And by the way, so you got that thing on the tater tots, right? On your on your on your post on Facebook. Did you get that? Where it says for for Sloppy uh, Joe's. Remember the Sloppy Joe thing? I don't think
2: I did. Okay. I don't recall anything right. about tater tots. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll look for it, though. Okay. I'll look for it. All
0: right, you do, all right I don't want you to look for it. All right. Here's the question. All right. Who promised I will come back and take you to be with me?
2: That would be our Lord and Savior, King Jesus Christ of A- Nazareth. Amen!
0: Ah, yeah, that is right, Aroni. That is perfect. All right. That's All right, man. Absolute delight. All right, brother. Great job. Excellent work. Thank you, sir. God bless you.
2: I'm gonna go look for Tater Tot.
0: Okay, you do <laughs> look for that. Okay.
2: <laughs> All right. I appreciate you, brother. You All have right. a great day. All
0: right. God bless. All right. Bye. Bye. Okay. So for those that are trying to figure out I was just kidding him. See, most people are like, "What? What are you talking about?" It's like it was Joe, Never mind. See, this is the holiday season. It's Fun Day Monday. You see? Tater tots. Never. So there's no tater tots then? No, we had tater tots over the weekend. That's why it was on my mind. <laughs> Boy, I'm just killing Chris over here. Uh, let's get back into the text because we should do that. Here we are in this portion of the text. This is uh, Nehemiah. Uh, we're in Nehemiah, as you uh, know. And this is the portion that I want you to catch. Chapter 2, we're going to pick it up. Chapter 2, verse 1. Uh, early the following, remember he asked, put it in the heart's king? Uh, in those days, I was I was the cupbearer. That's the last time we talked about Nehemiah. Now we're in this next little segment, which you got to catch. He says this early the following spring, during the 20th year of King uh, uh, Xerzi uh, during his reign, the, the 20th year of King Xerzi's reign, I was serving the king his wine. Stop right there. It wasn't grape juice. Stop it. It was wine. Relax. I mean, come on. I had—can you imagine the king going, I'm sorry, I wanted grape juice. Sure. Uh, I had never appeared sad in his presence before this time, so the king asked me, why are you so sad? You aren't sick, are you? You look like a man with deep troubles. I want to say something about King uh, Xerzi that most people miss, and that is that you can already tell. This guy, he's a king. He know, he can tell. He's looking at the face of this guy that's been serving him wine. You weren't allowed to come into any king's presence and have this uh, depressive kind of, you know, how everybody's on Prozac now or whatever the case may be. If you did that back then in front of the king, you'd be dead. You can't do that, okay? When you come into the king, you gotta be ah, ha, 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 ha. everything's great, fun day, Monday, yay! Because if you didn't, you were either removed or your head was removed from you, okay? So there's no uh, room here. So he comes in. He's been serving the king for for years, right? He's been serving the king for years, and the king's like, "Whoa, dude, what up?" I can look at your face and see something is not right. You know, know what he did? You know what the king did that we don't do? He bothered to be observant. What a novel idea. <laughs> I could just preach on that for hours. He looked. He said, what. Well, you look like you're in deep, deep trouble, dude. What's going on? This is the kind of thing that we should be able to do. Communication takes place with words, but it also takes place with pictures. And if somebody's in your presence, if somebody's connected to you, you're next to somebody, and you can tell they've got that countenance of sad. Talk to them because they are sad and they're telling you with their face. Maybe they don't know how to say it with words, but be observant, okay? That's all. That's all I'm saying. All right. Take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
1: What is the David Spoon Experience?
0: And God's like, there's no room there. It's like, well, no, 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 I I can, I can, you know, not vote for either kingdom. Well, let me get this straight. You're not voting for the kingdom of God. Therefore, you're also trying to be a supporter of the kingdom of darkness. How's that work? That doesn't work. And in, in lieu of that, you know, I was, uh, had a discussion with my son. We were talking about preparation and being ready because you never know when the Lord, you don't know when that trumpet's going to blow for you. You don't know at that moment where God's going to go ding dong, time's up. And say, I said, you always gotta be ready. He said, Well, you can't always be ready. It's like, no, you always gotta be ready. Matthew chapter 24, verse 42. Be ready. Always be ready, for you do not know the day that the Lord will come. And that's not just from an eschatological point of view, for life, that's for you individually. You gotta be ready and watchful and aware. Because this is kingdom stuff. And there's a kingdom being built glorify God and there's all the opposing kingdoms and it's a pretty straightforward question which kingdom are you trying to support that's the question and if you say well I'm not supporting any kingdom then you are opposed to the kingdom of God because you're either helping advance his kingdom or you're in opposition and that's where Jesus split the line and you think, well, that, that doesn't seem fair. We have a great word around this show that we like to use every once in a while, but with tons of love. Tough. It's like, it's it's not whether you think it's fair or not. You know, well, I don't think God, a God of love would do it this way or this way. Too bad what you think. You're not God. That's not up to you. Well, That's just what the Bible says. So let me get this straight. So you believe that God can create the universe, but he can't write a book? Boy, that argument's going to get lost every single time. So my whole point in bringing this up is there's it's not a contradiction at all. You're either for, you're either for in Luke 9, 49 and 50. You're either for the kingdom, advancing the kingdom, driving out demons in the name of Jesus Christ, trying to make declaration for the truth of God, or you're against the kingdom. Whether you are verbally, physically against it, or whether you are verbally and physically doing nothing. There is... No neutral. You're either a kingdom advancer or you're against the kingdom. And what's really hard, are you ready for your noodle to get baked here, is the decisions that we make advance kingdoms. Do we consider our decisions before we make these decisions? Do we consider what kingdom we're impacting?
1: Wow. Isn't that tough? The David Spoon Experience. And if you can't shout, sight, you'll have to
0: face a penalty. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770. Let me start off with a shout out to Paul for his uh, excellent answer on trivia and then tell him the tater tot thing was a joke. and just It was just tater tots. I don't know. We had tater tots. See, she had pulled pork, and then she said, what's good with pulled pork? And I said, potato tots are good. <laughs> so I've had potato tots on my mind. What? What do you want? I'm just me? disappointed you didn't think to share with the rest of us. <laughs> well, you'll like this, though. I will tell you this. Uh, see, we had our last trivia question, not this one, but the one earlier, had to do with, uh, you know, here I am, Lord, send me. And that was Isaiah, although I, I will give uh, lots of credit to uh, uh, to to Al because he was like well you know you know there was also a here am I from uh, Samuel that's true and he was right You should get credit for that but the idea behind that is uh, it was funny that it was Isaiah because yesterday when we had dinner uh, Noel uh, cooked something for me in the oven and I wasn't paying attention because I was trying to work on tomorrow's thing tomorrow's shell thing and then I put the food in my mouth didn't you know and it burned my lip. And what's really funny about that is Isaiah, that when he said, I'm a man of unclean lips, and blah, 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 and then they took the hot coal and put it on his lip, put it in his mouth, but it touched his lips. And I was thinking, ow, <laughs> I know now, that must have hurt. Just thought it should. Nothing else. Uh, trivia question. Uh, let's play the horn. Let's get the horn going. You can tell it's Fun Day Monday. Can't you? All right. True or false? Adam said to Eve, You won't surely die. We didn't call her surely. He just said, You won't surely die. True or false? Adam said to Eve, You will not surely die. True or false? Okay. All right. There you go. That's that question. What else are we doing? We're doing, oh, I got to do my fun stuff. (laughs) Boy, are you, (laughs) you are not going to be happy with this one. Okay. So for all those people out there that uh, get a little weary, uh, somebody's calling in, but they're gonna have to wait. <laughs> sorry, sorry, they're gonna have to wait. It's just how it's gotta go. All right. All right, this is for those that that understand how ridiculous some things are getting in society. So this is—it's called good news, bad news. Ready? All right. Then I have a very short two-liner after that that will make up for it. God called down to Moses and said, I've got good news and bad news. Which do you want first? Moses replied, Most merciful Lord, please give me the good news first. Well, Moses, the good news is I've chosen you to deliver my people from bondage. God answered, I will force Pharaoh to release the children by causing years of pestilence in Egypt. There will be plagues of locusts and frogs and inconceivable devastation upon the land. Pharaoh's army will chase you as you try to leave, but do not fear, because I will part the waters of the Red Sea to aid you in your escape. Well, then, what's the bad news, Lord? Moses said. God answered, You will have to prepare an environmental impact statement for this process. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> That's terrible. All right. That was a little funny. Here's the last one. This is cute. What uh, was the pastor's sermon on today? Babylon. The pastor preached on Babylon? No, the pastor seemed to Babylon and Babylon. Babylon. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Uh, somebody on hold for the trivia question. Let's get that done. This is David. Who am I talking to? Um,
2: hello, David.
0: This is Deborah. Hi, Deborah. How are you? I'm
2: good. Did you have a good weekend?
0: I did. I actually did have a, a, a pretty good weekend. Noelle had a little bit of an emergency at work, so I drove her downtown to, to do something. But for us, that's kind of a, a date. Because we have to leave the dogs. We don't talk to anybody, and then we just get to talk and spend time with each other. So that part's good. And it doesn't happen often, so I was pretty happy. But it was a really nice weekend. Thank you for asking me. I appreciate that. Oh, no problem. All right. Classic, straightforward question. True or false? Adam said to Eve, you will not surely die. True or false? That's false. You are
1: correct!
0: That is false false. Who said that? Do you remember who said that? Lucifer. That's right. I and mean the serpent. And the serpent, but it was Lucifer. So that's exactly correct. It was, it was the enemy who took the word of God and said, really? Is that what it is? I don't think that's correct. You should think about that again, and then try to instill doubt in the situation, which is what he still does today, trying to instill doubt when we read the word, right? Yes, sir. All right. How are things? How are your friends? How are things going?
2: Really good. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. I just got back to my room, and I turned on the show, and I was like, oh, I know that. <laughs>
0: so <laughs> Awesome. Well, I'm glad you called in. Great timing. So uh, I yeah. appreciate it. All right.
2: Well, y'all have a good day.
0: All right. Thank you. God bless.
2: God bless you. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. All right. Great job. All yeah. right. Our show is rolling. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Keep them doggies rolling. Ro- okay. There, there we go. <laughs> All right. Let's go to this next portion. All right. This, I think, is uh, – uh, I. I I don't know how often it gets preached on, but I, I just want to talk about. it. I don't know if I want to preach on it, preach on it, but it's pretty. It's pretty important in and of itself. Here's what happened. So, earlier the following spring, during the 20th year of King Xerxes, uh, during his reign, I was serving the king his wine. I had never appeared sad in his presence before this time. So the king asked me, "Why are you so sad? Why aren't you sick? You why are uh, you aren't sick? Are you? You look like a man with deep troubles." Okay. And just so you can know, I should put this caveat on. You could never go into the king's presence if you were actually sick. You were not allowed to be a sick person and go see a king. Okay? Just to let you know. Then I was badly frightened. So this is Nehemiah. Now, we read Nehemiah, and everybody thinks right away, think about Nehemiah, the joy of the Lord is her strength. I mean, this guy was like, wowzer, right? Listen to what he says of himself. I was badly frightened. You were badly frightened? Yeah. I was badly frightened. But I replied, Long live the king. Why shouldn't I be sad? For the city where my ancestors are buried is in ruins, and the gates have been burned down. What's important about this is understanding that Nehemiah is making this process where he knows God has put it on his heart to do something. He's before a very powerful king who has the authority to end his life with the snap of a finger, essentially. The king's like, what's the matter? What's going on? What's happening? And his response, he was afraid to speak. But he speaks. Right? So how does he speak? How does he do it? As we go through the text, you find out he offered a prayer before the Lord as he speaks. And what's enormous about that is that you and I, because Jesus has delivered us from the power of the fear of death, and if we would operate with true faith, we would know this is for, it's only us sleeping, we're going into that next phase, and it's not the end of anything, it's not lights out, it's not unplug the TV kind of thing. The next thing that most people encounter in the number one fear is speaking to other people, speaking in a crowd, speaking in a public situation. You have to understand that Nehemiah serving wine, it wasn't Nehemiah the queen and the king. It was in the court. Even the king was there, and there were could have been hundreds of people, if not more. And they're all there for whatever the business is that's going on. I don't know. Maybe they're getting entertained. I don't know what they're doing. Something's going on. And he's going to speak now in front of this crowd. And many of you out there are afraid to speak when you're put in a position where you can say something in regards to cert- situations, circumstances, or even in regards for the kingdom. And we find out that Nehemiah also was afraid, which should give you an immediate identity. But he prayed before he spoke. Now, did he pray out loud? Nope, would have been executed. Oh, Lord, before I give Nehemiah this wine and tell him why I'm whining. Gone. That's not how that happens. In his heart, he prayed to the Lord. And the Lord gave him, at the moment, the courage to talk. That, that, that. And many of you are out there, and you're afraid. You're afraid to share with your neighbor. You're afraid to share with your friends. You're afraid to share with family. And I understand. My problem when I first became a Christian is I went the opposite direction. So you know how a fire hose, uh, you have the hydrant, and you open up a hydrant, and it just goes like this. (laughs) Right? And then the wisdom is that you put a hose on it and so you can direct the water. I didn't have one of those. (laughs) Uh, I I had a few problems. Okay. And uh, in the beginning of my Christianity, uh, at uh, my own family gathering with my dad and uh, my uh, relatives, I told them all when my first relative said, What's about this Jesus thing I hear? That I just told them, if you don't all repent and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, which, by the way, I don't take back anything I said there. I said, you're all going to go to the first Jewish church of hell. That's what I told them, literally. I mean, that's exactly the phrasing I used. My dad grabbed me by the scruff of the neck. I was younger, and then pulled me out, and uh, uh, was not happy, and had a few choice words. Apparently, he speaks in a tongue I didn't know, and uh, then. Uh, but so the idea behind that is some people are, are like I me; mean, they just like I can't shut up. You know, that's why I got tossed out of the visitor section at uh, at the Mormon Temple area because I did the same thing. Only well, there, I stood up on a table and did it. There are many of you out there that are afraid to speak, and that is not bizarre. And sometimes even when I preach or do the show, I get that little lumpy in me. I get that happens. Pray. Inside, pray to the Lord. Say, man, I need it right now. I need you right this second. When Nehemiah did that, I think the Holy Spirit gave him the exact phrasing to use. As we'll examine that when we come back you'll see he was like why shouldn't I be I'm like wow that was really bold but only the Lord would direct that alright folks you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770 the Truth Station here in Texas taking a short break then we'll be back don't go anywhere
1: you may be from a Baptist background a Pentecostal background a non-denominational background David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible based, Spirit led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. On God Country, Texas, 770 KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience?
0: Regardless of what the world says, regardless of what politics say, regardless of what uh, different people say, Jesus does one thing better than anybody else. He brings hope. It's like, wait, this could be different. And in verse 29, she touches Jesus, and immediately her bleeding stops, right? She, the Bible says, look at it, immediately her bleeding stopped. She felt it in her body. She was freed from her suffering. You know, people will say, well, I mean, how do you know if you're healed? I got a message for you. When the Lord, when you touch the Lord and power comes from the Lord into your life, you know. She knew. Not only did she knew, Jesus knew. And Jesus was like, okay, who touched me? Who touched me? Power went out for me. Right? And then the disciples are, okay. There's like a thousand people right next to you. How are we supposed to... Now, why did Jesus do all that? Watch this. This is just one of those absolute mind blowers. The first thing that happens to her is her issue of blood ceases to exist because she touches Jesus. We would call that a physical healing. She was physically healed. She had an issue of blood, and that's a problem, and she couldn't do anything to help it. But when she was able to touch Jesus... Bam, the physical healing happened. But then Jesus does this such weird thing because he's so cool that it just fits the whole thing. He says, who touched me? And they're all like going, okay, well, you know, take a look around, dude. There's a lot of people here. And he's like, who touched me? And then the woman said, it was me. Right? Jesus not only physically healed her, watch this, he socially healed her. Because a woman who had an issue of blood was not allowed to have the same level of public contact as everybody else. So he heals her physically and then calls her up in front of everybody and goes, yeah, you're well now, huh? It's just, just think about the moment. And instead of saying anything negative, because God's not like that, he's like, oh, your faith has healed you. Okay, your faith and confidence in you touching me made the difference. You're physically healed. And let everybody who's around you know you are no longer to be untouched because you touched me, now you're socially healed. On Christ the Solid. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at kwm 770 the truth station here in Texas. That's k 770 the truth station here in Texas. So I want to make sure you understand why I shared that story about me uh, yapping so much, and that's because sometimes I get up to the radio show or I go speak at a church and I get that same thing going. It's like, but I, I mean, I've been using that Nehemiah thing for a long time. All right, Lord, here I go. Help me now. It's just like just like jumping off the jumping off a diving board. It's like here we go. All right. Uh trivia question. Trivia 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 trivia. Uh, what old testament leader before he went into the ministry which God called him to? In other words, prior what old testament leader said what I did must have become known? What Old Testament leader did something earlier in his life that he probably shouldn't have done? What what I did must have become known. Who, who said that? Who was concerned about something they did becoming known by a whole bunch of other people? Uh, very concerned about it. Uh, never to call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. Or Kirk is the first one to get that, by the way. Or you can send an email, david at mustincrease.org uh, Also, we want you to go to the website. couple reasons. One, uh, the it's not updated on the site, but we will be live tomorrow. Two, you can give. That's a good thing to be able to do is to give. We encourage you to do that because we need about 1900 bucks. I don't want to say it any other way. Uh, three, the app is there. And four, you can have prayer requests there. And that's always a good thing as well. Please, by all means, check out he mustincrease.org. Website, he mustincrease.org, he mustincrease.org. Email David at he mustincrease.org. Facebook, he must Increase ministry. YouTube, he must Increase ministry. All right, now I know I might not be asking this question the base, best way, the base way. The base way. <laughs> wow, is it? this is fun day, Monday. We'll just leave it there. Uh, the question is: There's an Old Testament leader, powerful leader, but he did something he shouldn't have done early on. Who said what I did must have become known? Uh-oh. Who was that? We got a couple of people. Going to Steve reaching out, letting us know he's got it. Uh, people are getting it, so I don't want to take away from that. Okay, i got to be careful. Okay, careful. Uh, we did that, we did that, we did that. What else are we doing? I don't even know. Oh, is there something else we're doing? Oh, we got history. Oh, I knew there was something else. There's always something else. Uh, history. This will be a shorter history because there's just not as much. So let's play the history song. Let's go live let in the past. Let's go live let in the past. All right, today is go caroling day. You were you supposed to go out and go car? Have you ever gone caroling? Have you ever done that? Once. That's so funny. I've done it once, and then after that, I just I would never ever do it. It's Just like I know, and some people really like it. Not 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 my forte. Just nice to say it that way. And you know what? You don't want me knocking on your door and singing anything. Period. I mean, that's just not what you want. Uh, uh. It's the second National Ugly Sweater Day. So, you got to have more than one because people spend money on the sweater. So, you got to have multiple holidays. It's a uh, games day. Uh, that's uh, a tradition, even in our family, that when we do get together for Christmas, we play games. And I think I've mentioned before that I always, Noelle and I always, we cheat. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. That's how we do it. We make sure that one or the other wins. It's two against all of them. That's how we do it. Sorry uh 1842 on this day, the first fake news report in the United States ever took place. Purposely fake. First American bathtub hoax. First American bathtub was installed December 20th, 1842 is fake news. Uh, It was completely made up, and they they just kept running the story and running the story, and nobody seems to do anything. Just like today, they make stuff up and just run the story and run the story, and nobody seems to care. 1951, nuclear power is first used. It lit up four light bulbs. I never really caught that part of it. It lit up four light bulbs. Where are those bulbs now? (laughs) Are they? Oh, they're still glowing. Yeah, they're still glowing. They're perpetuating on their own little island or something. 1946, It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, the Christmas classic starring James Stewart and Donna Reed premiered. And then in 1957, Elvis, Elvis Presley got his draft notice to join the U.S. Army. I don't know. I don't know. All right, here's your question. What powerful leader, Old Testament, think Old Testament did something prior to him going into the right ministry, uh, who who did something, shouldn't have done it, and then said, oh, what I did must have become known. And then I got to leave it there because if I give you anything else, you'll just guess it and that doesn't seem fair. Okay, we've done that, we've done that, we've done that. Let's go back to the text. This is like one of my favorite things. Right here. Now, the why is because of where it goes, what it does. Okay. All right. So we're going to pick it back up where he says, I was badly frightened, but I replied, Long live the king. Why shouldn't I be sad? For the city where my ancestors are buried is in ruins and the gates have been burned down. So the king's like, Okay, dude, why are you sad? And he's like, Okay, well, king, uh, place where I'm from, uh, it's uh, like, you know, ripped apart. Right? Verse four. And I think one of the coolest things, because people don't realize how important this is, the king asked, well, how can I help you? Now, why that's cool, why that's significant, is because of what happens. Keep in mind what Nebuchadnezzar prayed in the earlier chapter. Uh, this is when he was talking to God. He said, We're your servants, the people you rescued by your great power and might. O oh Lord, please... Hear my prayer. Listen to the prayers of those of us who delight in honoring you. And please grant me success now as I go ask the king for a great favor. Put it in his heart to be kind to me. That's what we talked about last week, right? So now he's in the situation he prayed about, and he's a little bit afraid, but he's like, you know, this place that I'm from, it's a mess, and we need help, and it's not great. And the king says— how can I help you? Why that's significant is two reasons. One, it's in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, that says, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. One of the cool things about the Lord and how he does answer prayers, we, we have to stop thinking of God as just barely answering. I'm not going to disagree with you that you would, I would say, just in the nick of time. (laughs) That part I'm not disagreeing with. But we can't think God just barely answers. And the reason you can't think that is because that's not how God answers prayers. When God answers prayers, He answers prayers. So He's like, man, I. Lord, I need your help. I, you know, put it in the king, you know, one, not to cut my head off, and two, you know, to hear my request, and three, you know, whatever, give me, you know, favor, please, you know, put it in his heart just to be nice to me. The king wasn't just nice. The king's like, yeah, what can I do to help you? That's a whole nother level of nice for a king. And the biggest takeaway is this help. For you and help for me. When we're praying and seeking God's favor will come from the most unlikely places your brain can imagine. You see, God is not limited to how He answers you. He's not limited to the resources that we're limited to. He's not stuck. In fact, God brings about answers for you, to you, by you, through you, you know, all around you in ways and methods that you still shake your head and go, how would that happen? Right? Don't have to go very far in scripture to look at the donkey. <laughs> is a donkey. And he rebukes the prophet and he's talking to the prophet. And you're thinking, that, it's not supposed to happen. Yeah, so what? God doesn't care if it's supposed to happen that way. The donkey turns around and talks to him. Yeah, nah, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, buddy. I've been your donkey for a long time. And then, then the guy's arguing with the donkey. Yeah, well, why are not you do what I say? You're trying to get me to go in a direction I don't want to go. Now, they're having a discussion. Not dawning on the guy he's having a discussion with a donkey. I think that in and of itself should say you know, many things. But it's an unlikely place and God brings about your deliverance, your help from unlikely places. And I'm going to say this. Some of you will have deliverance or answers to prayer or things that will help you from places you wouldn't even anticipate. The the best answers don't always come from those that are the most spiritual. I'm just telling you, that's not how it works. Okay, That is not how the kingdom of God works. God does miraculous things with miraculous answers so that you can go, that was God. That's kind of his signature. And here the king just doesn't go, well, all right, we'll do whatever you want, and we won't say anything about it. He's like, well, you're going to do whatever you want, and I'm going to help you. I'm going to put myself behind you. I'm going to stand by you and and give you lots of help. And he didn't just answer it. He above and beyond answered, and it came from a place that I. I you get the sense that and I, and I can't really theologically prove this, but it seems to me like Nehemiah was just hoping to be allowed or permitted to go so he could help with the situation. And now the King Xerzi is going to give him resources to make sure it's all good. Isn't that cool? That's just great. All right. Trivia. we got to do our trivia. Uh, let's do our trivia. I probably asked the question wrong, so what do you want me to do? something the best I can do? Uh, the trivia question. Uh, was what the famous Old Testament leader said, what I did must have become known. The answer is Moses when he killed the Egyptian and tried to bury him and put it away and not let anybody know and he became known and then he went to the desert. All right, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the True station here in Texas. Taking a short break, then we'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
2: Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. With his special guest today, focus on the family trauma specialist, Tim Sanford. People, as they try to sort this out,
0: they 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 go through this uh, they, they go through maybe a litany or a list in their mind and try to evaluate well you know is this this and is this this and and what you said right there is the key that the core of our strength the core of our ability to to go on yet for another day in the midst of what we would consider to be uh, chaos both uh, socially politically and, and in other realms is the Lord I mean the Lord gives us the I ability mean, until He blows that trumpet we are not done.
2: Exactly, and that's where we come back to people ask me, well, again, the why, why, why questions that people all across the U.S. are asking. And my best theological, accurate answer I can give them is, I don't know. I don't stop there. That is an accurate answer. I finish my answer then by saying, here's what I do know. Excellent. I know that God is still on his throne. I know that God knew what was going on. I don't know why he, no, I don't know why that. Here's what I do know God is still a loving God. He still is in charge. Here's what I do know. Here's what I do know. Here's what I do know.
1: The David Spoon Experience.
0: Welcome back to the David Spoon experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Here is our last trivia question for the day. I cannot believe the show went this fast. This was kind of fast, I got to say. Last trivia question, and it's a little easier because my last one was a little harder, and so I feel bad. Well, I'm a softie sometimes. Just depends. Who instructed the servants? Fill the jars with water. Now, I am going to assume many of you will get this correct. Okay? All right. All right if you think you know the answer, you can call in 972 445 0770. You can also uh, text. 214 and then you can send an email, david at org. Now, keep in mind, keep in mind that the parent didn't do that. The parent said something different. I'm just telling people because they're all getting that wrong, so get that right, okay? Get that right, okay? Deb got what I was doing uh, by hitting it, yeah. Of, like, the Roger thing. Okay. 972 4450 770 is the number to call. 214 210 8483 is the text, and David at humusincrease.org. Got that, got that, got that. Another fast show. I love that. Uh, here we go. Here's the last little portion on this, and so somebody may want to know, well, how do you know he was praying, and so on and so forth, because, you know, it it does say, of course, in in, in verse 10 and uh, in verse uh, uh, 9, well, 9, 10, and 11, and 12, that he was praying, and then you get into chapter 2, and then then you pick it back up in verse 4. The king asks, well, how can I help you? We just covered that, help coming from an unlikely place, and remember that when God answers your prayers, he doesn't just barely answer, okay? And it says this, with a prayer to the God of heaven, I replied, okay? So with a prayer to the God of heaven, he replied. So I want to make sure you get that. With a prayer to the God of heaven, I replied, which means that the prayer to the God of heaven had to be Mooey fast. So <laughs> I could tell you. And mooey silent. And then by, by saying that, what I'm trying to say to you is he had to kind of offer it up, offer it fast, offer inside and keep it going because he had to reply to the kings. So was like, okay, here I go. Okay, Lord, help me. You know, it's like those like, well, things like in the back of his head, kind of thing. So with a prayer to the God of heaven, I replied, if it please your majesty, and if you are pleased with me, your servant, send me to Judah to rebuild the city where my ancestors are buried. Now you're probably thinking okay but we already covered that no 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 I'm sorry you will lo- this is why I love Nehemiah. Ezra is a for me the build up for Nehemiah. I'm just telling you so we did Ezra it because that was my responsibility to do. But this part right here, with a prayer to the God of heaven, I replied, if it pleases your majesty, and if you are pleased with me, your servant, send me to Judah to rebuild the city where my ancestors are buried. You know what this says? This says this, know your request. Now, just slow down. Slow down, Sparky. Slow down. It was Jesus who made this ultra clear. Okay, you had the blind men. They were pursuing Jesus. They followed Jesus. Do you ever consider how they followed Jesus? They must have done it by sound and by feel and so on. And so on. they were trying to follow Jesus. They get to Jesus, and what does Jesus say to them? Oh, you guys are blind. Okay, I'm going to pray for you. That is not what Jesus said. What Jesus said specifically is, "What do you want?" Now. I want you to understand that Jesus makes the blind men be specific about their request. And they said, we want to see. And when you petition, you have to know what that petition is, especially if it's in a situation like Nehemiah's in where somebody's asking to help you, or maybe a brother or sister's offering to help you, or somebody's offering to help you and pray for you, and you need to have a response instead of going, well, just pray that the sun rises, okay, give a response specific. I need this to happen. I need this specifically to happen. And I will say this, and this, I'm going to yell at my brother later on today because, you know, he had this big prayer request and we were praying all weekend and And he never updates me. I just – it drives me batty because it's like, well, how am I supposed to know how it's going if you never tell me how it's going? And so the idea behind this is to be specific on your request, keep people informed – of what your progress is, which is something that Nehemiah does because he uh, sends a letter back. But the idea behind this is to know your request, know your petition before the king. You have a king, know what you want. Jesus made the blind men be specific, know what you're looking for, know what you're seeking to get. You don't have to have a perfect answer, but you better have a ballpark, right? I mean, he's just just, uh, you know what, send me back there so I can rebuild. That's what I'm trying to get done. And sometimes you don't maybe – maybe you can't say all of it real specifically. I've found myself in that situation many times. Be as specific as you can. Try and get as pinpointy as you can. I think we would do a lot better. There's a terrible analogy. I confess it. I acknowledge it. I ask for nobody's forgiveness in it, but I'm going to share it anyway. We need to do a little bit more sniper prayer than shotgun prayer. Because shotgun prayer is just like, Lord, cover. You know, it's like, what is, what, 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 what cover? Well, no wonder our faith is split out in a hundred different directions. Perhaps if we were tagging it specifically, Lord, help me defeat this fear. That specific to the point and for the blind men. And this is not to make fun of everybody. I don't want anybody getting that weird, you know, thing. But, I mean, these, these guys didn't go well. We want—you know, it's like it wasn't to become—it wasn't an order-taking process, or they didn't say, oh, we want to play the piano. I mean, they were like, we want to see. Let's get this. This is what we want. And then Jesus said, according to your faith, so be it, which I think is a, a very important principle. In and of itself, so with a prayer to the God of Heaven, just flipping up a prayer just as he's speaking, I think that's pretty evident. He says, "If it pleases Your Majesty, and if You are pleased with me, Your servant, send me to Judah to rebuild the city where my ancestors are buried." He knew what his request, he knew what his petition was. He brought it before the king, and the king grants it. Okay. When we get into it next week, we're going to go into the specifics because then when he says that now the king wants to get into some nitty-gritties, and well, next week we'll get into what those nitty-gritties are, and uh, and that'll be part of the journey. But I want you to catch these these small little things that are hugely important uh, from this from this overall teaching, and that was a person's face declares. Okay? A person's face declares much of where they're at. You can know a person and where they're at by looking at their face. We're so absorbed in our own face, and too many people are too absorbed in the mirror, that you should be looking at other people, number one. Number two, big shout-out to Kirk, who just found out he had his sixth great-grandchild. Congratulations, Kirk. Very nice. That's Congratulations to you, sir. Uh, uh, the next thing after uh, being very uh, aware of what people are, are looking like is also being bold to engage with people, to talk with people, to share with people. And then the next thing is to be remembering that help comes from unlikely places, not all these places you think that are going to be there, but always uh, places that God has determined and decided. And never forget that God doesn't ever just barely answer anything. When he answers, he answers. When you get healed from the Lord, you're healed from the Lord. You're not, am I kind of healed from the Lord. God doesn't do anything partial. That's not how it works. Okay? And then the last thing is to make sure you know your request, know your petition. And make sure to bring it, bring it before the proper place. Know what you're know what you're looking for from the Lord and from others. That's the way to go about it. All right. Somebody is calling in. I don't know if they're going to answer the – I think they're going to probably answer the trivia question. If it's Mary, she'll she'll actually be in time so, uh, so we can get her all in. Is it uh, ready? We ready? Okay. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to?
2: Well, it's Deborah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I didn't know that you heard that. That's so funny. Good job. All right, Deborah, you ready to answer it? yes all right all right here you go ready who who instructed the servants fill the jars with water jesus that is correct and you know what's so funny is when people answered that originally they were like mary and it's like no no the parent didn't do that she said do whatever he says and then jesus said fill those pots with water, and then they filled them with water, and then he turned it into wine. How do we know that the wine was a quality wine? Do you remember in that story what it was that gave the differential? Oh, no, I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) The, (laughs) the, The person who was participating in directing the wedding said, you've kept the best wine until now. Normally, people give out the the good wine first and then the lousy wine later, but here's the good wine right here. And so that that was uh, one of the fun. indicators. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, that's that ought to tell you that A, it wasn't grape juice. And then B, it's like it's I mean, it's, what it is is Jesus, when Jesus does it, it's always quality. That's what you got all uh, right <laughs> like, well, Good job, Deborah. Way to get in there. That was the way to do it. Exactly. I appreciate it. All righty. All right. Thank, thank you. Thank you. God bless. God bless. Bye. It was fun. It was a fun day Monday. Fun show. I hope you guys had a good time. We've got so we are live tomorrow again, again, again. We are live tomorrow, and so we'll be on uh, today, tomorrow. Well, today we're done. Tomorrow, Wednesday and Thursday. Then off Friday this week, and then off Friday next week there'll be some replays but they're fun so maybe you can enjoy them congratulations again to kirk and we will see everybody tomorrow you're listening to the david spoon experience right here on kaam 770 the truth station here in texas taking a 72 and a half hour break then we'll come back more insanity with spoonanity talk to you then
1: Views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.